From WBHM News, I'm Andrew Yeager. For the past three years, Jackson, Mississippi has been looking for solutions to urban heat islands. These are places in the city where temperatures are higher because buildings and roads absorb heat. Data show the hottest areas in Jackson are usually near neighborhoods that have historically been discriminated against. The Gulf States Newsroom's Danny McArthur heads to one green infrastructure project designed to cool an iconic part of the city. See the main entrance, the fountain of Farish, the fountain on Farish. As you walk along this historic neighborhood, there are a lot of markers that point towards its origins. That African art gallery and gift shop. It was built by people that came out of slavery. There's a funeral home, people's funeral home. Within the confines of Jim Crow laws, they carved out a prosperous black community that lived and worked on Ferris Street. But there's a direct link between that early segregation and practices like redlining to problems this neighborhood is dealing with today. It's much hotter than some other neighborhoods in the region. It's a heat island. Fair Street community members, business owners, climate activists, and architects have been meeting to address this with the city's urban planning department. Hello, everyone. Including Alex Lawson, who is the chair for the Jackson Redevelopment Authority. But before I get to that, I do want to, like I said, take a quick step back. Um, have I shown this group this map before? This group of about 20 looks at a map that illustrates the areas of the United States that have more economic mobility, aka people's chances of improving their economic status. Most of the Gulf South, including Mississippi, is colored red. That means there's a lower chance of getting out of poverty here. You can sum up most of my life with this map. My goal, my solitary objective is to change this map. In Jackson, if you look at that economic mobility data next to the city's heat index, it becomes clear pretty fast that most of the places in town that get the hottest are also the poorest. Um, and this is what people are flocking from Jackson from. This is what they are fleeing. As climate change intensifies, marginalized communities like Fair Street often don't have the resources to adjust. But that could change here soon. 2C Mississippi, a climate advocacy group, got federal funding to plant trees and shrubbery on Ferris Street. It's not just for making the neighborhood look pretty. It helps reduce temperatures in cities by providing shade, deflecting sun radiation, and releasing moisture. Frank Figures, a veteran civil rights advocate in Jackson, sees the project as a small part of a big picture strategy of improving the lives of people on Ferris Street. And lowering the temperature could mean saving the life of people or reducing their energy bill and having more money to spend on good food. It's it's connected. This project comes at a time when Jackson and Mississippi overall are experiencing some of the hottest temperatures on record. Under the Inflation Reduction Act, billions have been dedicated to climate action. 2C Mississippi got a small sliver of that one and a half million dollars. And they used it to push projects like this one forward. The heat island mapping campaign was carried out in 2020 in the middle of pandemic. Dominica Perry founded 2C Mississippi. She says they partnered with the city of Jackson to collect this data and then started hosting community meetings to design a green space to hopefully help lower the temperature in the Ferris Street District. But the process has had its hiccups. Today's meeting was supposed to be the one where they approved a final design. 
But recently, the city said the land from one of those parcels is actually going to a group of businesses who want to set up shop on Ferris Street. So the group has to go back to the drawing board. And people are upset. I prefer the original. I'm going on record saying I really like it the way it was, not, not the way it changed. Still, Perry says it is important to get the support of Ferris Street community members since it's their project. And so during the meeting, folks hash it out again and decide on a different plan. Once they hope will still meet the requirements for the federal funds and keep them on schedule. They're supposed to get funding at the beginning of 2024, so they can start clearing land and planting in the fall. Dorothy Davis is the president of a community group that represents those who can't make it to the meetings. Even with the changes, Davis is hopeful about what the plan could mean for Ferris Street. She's grown up here, and she sees this project and all the efforts to revitalize Ferris Street as bringing back its historic legacy. I guess this means me going back to my childhood <laughs> because you lived, worked, eat, uh, worship, and died all on Ferris Street because we even have two funeral homes on Ferris Street. So it was from beginning to ending. She wants this project to be a blueprint for what other cities can do to help their own marginalized communities. For the Gulf States Newsroom, I'm Danny McArthur. The Gulf States Newsroom is a partnership among public radio stations in Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana.